it's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. Mora Mora Mensa. Hope everyone's well. Um, Clay speaking here, Clay Mattis from um, Brainstorm, and I'm in studio with Daryl Linnington. Hey, Claire. How are you? Good, good, good. Good, good. Are you ready for today? Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. We are chatting about digital footprint today and the do's and don'ts, the goods, the bads, the uglies, everything that we can think of. Um, so please, you are more than welcome to please phone in. Um, tweet us at cliffcentral.com. Facebook, Cliff Central, and WeChat ID is Cliff Central as well. So if you could please, please, please contact us just with any questions. Um, so let's start. Uh, Daryl, I recently, <laughs> a mate of mine was chatting about how she was shopping on Spree and, you know, finding all these beautiful dresses and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then she went onto her Facebook profile and saw the same dress that she'd originally looked at was advertised to her right there and then. And she obviously had a little freak out telling me that, oh my God, big brother's watching us, blah, bloody blah, blah. And, <laughs> you know, how deep do they, how much do they know about me? And I'm thinking, it's a dress. But anyway. It wasn't, uh, black and blue or white and gold, <laughs> white was and it? White and gold. She couldn't distinguish. It was pink, actually. No, but, <laughs> so, um, the whole idea behind my, my whole idea about the digital footprint then came up because I thought, okay, so we know that her computer, obviously identified what she'd looked at at Spree and, you know, with cookies and all that. So that's how she knew and that's how Facebook knew what she'd originally yeah. looked at. But we do know the horror stories that are out there with regards to digital footprint, right? No, exactly. So I started digging a little bit deeper and um, a journalist called Alistair Fairweather from the Mail and Guardian did a great article last year on how private everyone is. Um, and what he'd done was he basically tracked a jogging app um, that he'd seen yeah. And figured out where somebody was staying, all that, you know, and, and all sorts of, sort of the route that she jogged and all those kind of things, which for him, obviously as a journalist, he was just doing the experiment. But obviously there are people out there that will kind of get that sort of information. And what he eventually, you know, his reasons are things like we're creatures of habit and, um, you know, the professional approach behind stalking, if that's even what we can call it. Um and how we need to be careful of what information we're putting out there. And he eventually, you know, he did tell his targets. He had five targets. Yeah. He did tell them sort of what he was doing and basically shocked each and every one of them on the information that he'd found out about them. So, you know, it, it kind of boggles the mind really that people can find out information with you just from a Facebook profile or, you know, a tweet or um, anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think today in today's, like, tech-driven day and age, everyone's pushing out so much information out there mm. that they're not actually watching what they're pushing out, mm. whether it's an online ad, you're pinning up your number out there, mm. your email address, everything like that. And there are people out there that are watching. Mm. And everyone goes on about, you know, um, being harassed by SMSs or any, you know, you, you get all this advertising and I didn't sign up for this and I didn't do, you know, I click the T's and C's and all that kind of stuff. You, you sometimes don't read all of that information or you don't, it do, you know, you don't go through it properly enough to realize that actually you might have agreed to something like that. And that is why, look, it's a great option now that you can turn around and say, I don't want this information anymore. Yeah. But you, you really, 
you th- you think you're doing something harmless by posting something on Facebook, and yet it can be quite detrimental to you. You know, it can be. So what I wanted to just chat quickly is his targets were a journalist. So he found out the age, 27-year-old woman. Um, her level of online privacy was medium. And then he uncovered all sorts of private details, exact home address, husband's private cell phone number, work email address, date of birth, names and photos of her entire extended family, sister's approximate address in a small rural town in the Eastern Cape. So then a lawyer who you'd think would know a bit more about keeping things yeah. a bit private, 26-year-old woman, level of privacy high. The things he found about her was her cell phone number, her date of birth. Um, it puts in brackets, she's a fiery Aries. Of course she is. Private anonymous blog from her party mad university days, complete with a charming list of all the places she threw up in one evening, which is exactly what a law, the kind of information a lawyer would like out there. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> anonymous profile on a dating site. Only fans of Queens of Stone Age need apply. Hmm. And names and photos of some of her family members, including her little sister. There was an IT worker. Again, you and I should both know. We yeah. both attend enough bribes to be... <laughs> to be in- included in, you know, thought, yeah. thought of as the IT expert. Yeah, the risen tech journalist <laughs> and expert. Expert, exactly. So the 36-year-old man, um, his level of privacy was medium, and she and they uncovered that his home address and a photo of his house, so thanks to Google Street View, private cell phone number, wife's name, photo and occupation, names and photos of entire family, make and model of his cell phone, which is what you were telling me about as well, hey? No, definitely. Um, I mean, it's, when it comes to social media, everyone's pushing out so much information. Mm. But you're doing it because it's social. It's Facebook. It's Twitter. It's Instagram. It's mm. all of that. You think it's harmless, really? Yeah. But mm. would you literally walk up to someone in pick and pay and go, hey, guess what? I bought a Galaxy S4 Note. Here's my new phone. Click like, share, or comment. I mean, it's not done in the real world these no. days, but everyone's so open to sharing on social media, like what they had for breakfast, where they are, where mm. they're checking in, mm. what they're doing. Totally. I mean, I know I'm at fault. I love telling people where I'm eating at the moment and stuff. I mean, like, like I really need to expose that I'm having another meal. But anyway, <laughs> but um, but the thing is, you, the I think in person we're maybe a bit more shady we don't trust people as much as we should you know we we are very we're careful about what we put out there we're careful what we tell people Mm -hmm. and yet online we're just willy-nilly happy to share anything and everything that we've got happy snapping totally so so yeah i mean what i was trying to get at with the whole bri thing is you know the fact that this this woman then asked me this friend of mine that had looked at Spree and then asked me about Facebook. I mean, we, I'm sure you get the same thing. Go to a bri or at a dinner party and you mention that you, you're an IT journalist and everybody thinks you're the expert on IT and, you know, bombarded yeah. with questions and all these kind of things. So you, it, it can be, you know, I have no say in what information you're putting out there and how, how much you want to share, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So, um, talking about their digital footprints, yes. I recently bought a new camera. Oh, yes. And nice. funny enough, like as a photographer, I'm always looking for some great deals. Did you post like it on Facebook? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, what actually happened was the person I purchased the article from, he forgot to give me his address. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I opened up my Facebook Messenger, clicked on one of his messages, Google Maps opened up, mm-hmm. gave me his exact coordinates. I was oh like, okay, cool, let's jump in the car, go through, see where it takes us. 
it eventually took us right outside his door. Oh my goodness! I mean, this is the thing. This is geolocation. It, it's it's putting out your personal information out on the web, and mm. it's insane. It's anyone if you've got geolocation added or that sort of thing. Your details are out there. Yes. People can find you. Yes, yeah. Quite dangerous, really, isn't yeah. it? And and did he say anything about you showing up there? Did he? Was he? Did he get kind of a shock? Um, not entirely. I mean, I mean, he I, was going to give you the address anyway. Yeah, he was going to give me the address anyway. But so. I think, but I think he. Might, I'm, I'm hoping he went back to his messenger and changed that sort of setting. Really, <laughs> I hope so too. Oh, shame! Must be quite terrifying. Yeah. So, so that's the one thing. But what we want to talk about with regards to, um, like digital footprint and those kind of things is, um, sort of another story. Again, I mentioned this briefing, but another story was, um, somebody. Went to, um, a friend of mine went to a party planning website straight away, got the details from somebody and was looking at a jumping castle for a three and four year old's birthday party. Yeah. Like and you do every birthday party. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like people our age start doing now. <laughs> so he went and looked at the, um, you know, had a look at the website, looked at prices, all that kind of stuff. Then hadn't decided whether he was going to do it, buy the jumping castle or not. Left it alone for three days, came back. Went on to Google and all the adverts on the left-hand side were somehow party planning or those kind of, you know, party planning, jumping castle, pony rides, you know, come up, this is the location you should have a birthday party at, all those kind of things. Yeah. So in a way, I feel that digital footprints maybe have a, a, a good, you know, could have, there, there is a good thing about them because this marketing is specifically to you. You don't have to sift through, like I, having no children would not have to sift through millions and millions of toy adverts or baby adverts or any of those kind of things because that marketing doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Whereas a dress on spree or a pair of shoes or maybe more the holiday destination thing, those are the sort of adverts I will be faced with, which I think maybe, you know, Google's intention is to make it easier for, for us to get to, to get the right information. Yeah. But it could also be that, you know, I can see how it can be misconstrued and again, oh my God, who's watching me? Those kind of things. So mm. just to end of our, just to end of this, we've, we've actually got a great interview with Will Harris from Gmaven yep. and he's going to talk to us a bit more about digital footprints. But I just wanted to talk about the last two, um, characters that this guy had stalked or, um, online stalked online and, um, <laughs> He was talking about the American expat as well, who's a 34-year-old, and her level of privacy was also high. Yeah. So he'd found her record of arrest, sort of a minor vandalism charge. Um, she'd written her name in wet cement, and that's kind of frowned upon in America, I think. Um, she, he, they'd found no – <laughs> look, it's not great. It's vandalism. It's called vandalism. Yeah. Anyway, names and photos of her entire extended family, parents' home address and phone number, her marriage certificate, which he says took less than five minutes to find, and her date of birth focused on and hardworking Virgo. Um, the last one he found was the advertising executive, who was a 33-year-old woman, also high level of privacy. Yeah. And he found her date of birth, mother's cell phone number, names and photos of her extended family, her triplet sister's entire private wedding album. Um, he says she looked beautiful enough to stalk and kidnap. And then <laughs> her other triplet's occupation and work telephone number. So, yeah, let's just say that's pretty terrifying what we can put out there and what people can find on us. Yeah, Definitely. Cool. Cliffcentral.com
Cliffcentral.com. Okay, we're back, and we have our first guest. Well, our one and only guest. <laughs> Will, hello, how are you? Very good, thank you. William Thanks. Harris from G Maven. How's yes. it going, Will? Hello, Daryl. Good to be here. <laughs> good, good. Listen, I just want to ask you a few questions. Just give me a, um, an idea of what your company does, so that we we don't people are not like, why do they have a dancer in the studio talking about digital footprints? Okay. Will's not a dancer. No, I'm, I'm certainly not. <laughs> Dancers don't wear jackets. Uh, we're a business focused on serving enterprise customers, i.e. big businesses, and we, we liberate clients from the pain of data. Uh, we clean and enrich these big businesses' data, and we focus on three interconnected data sets, businesses, properties, and consumer. Okay, awesome. So you're going to help us chat about digital footprint today? Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, so what exactly is a digital footprint? <laughs> and we all turn to face Will <laughs> I will <laughs> Hello guys, spotlight, good mm. um, I think it's exactly that It's, it's, a, it's a footprint left by uh, you or your device In the, in the sands of, of, of the digital environment you're interacting with And that's generally the internet um, So yeah, how can th- those interactions be traced back? They're generally traced back to your device mm. So anything, a phone, a laptop, um, um Anything. Yeah. Anything. So okay. the way I see it is basically as soon as you start typing into Google, you're walking through a massive desert and your footprints are trailing behind you. Exactly Correct. like that. Mm. Okay. So is a digital footprint a problem? Would you say? Could it be? Mm. <laughs> it's a very good question you're asking. Um, I think we've almost got to take a philosophical step back and understand uh, what what can people do with with the data that's that's connected that you're putting out there connected to you personally? Because that's mm-hmm. where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. It's all about how does it affect me. Um, I, I personally don't believe um, that information that that is that, that you're pumping into your vi- device that your device is communicating with the internet is a problem because th- there is no ability for. Uh, your device to be linked to you as a human being. Right. So it's difficult for people to target you personally and any interactions that, uh, th- there's effectively a wall between the device and you as a human being. Anything that people pipe into your device, it's completely volitional whether you as a consumer of that information want to act on or not. Mm, okay. And so you've got the power. Right. So, um, is a digital footprint a positive or a negative thing to have? <laughs> Um, I, I would say, I would say, I think per earlier conversation, um, you get, you chaps are talking about, uh, shopping online and uh, the search engines and, and, and uh, businesses out there being able to service you better. If you're organizing a kids party and you want to, and you've organized your jumping castle, you might also want to have a clown and your, an, an ad will pop up to, to provide you with a clown. Mm. So that, that's, that's positive. Um, and that you being served the content that you're most interested in. Exactly. Um, and I think that's a business imperative. Do they always want to, businesses are incentivized to make your lives easier and to service your needs. Mm. And having spoken to, sorry, we initially had invited um, Liesl Falk, a psychologist, on for the show as well, but she's had a bit of car issues and that kind of thing. But I'd had spoken to her briefly about it, and she said she, you know, I, I was chatting to her about the sort of psychological implications of having a digital footprint or somebody finding out information about you and that sort of stuff. And she said it's not, you know, 
we, we do freak out and yes, we do think somebody's watching us, but it's not necessarily a completely bad thing. She's sort of saying, you know, she gave me an example of a colleague's cell phone that had been stolen. And yes, that was a traumatic event. A couple of months later, they got a whole bunch of emails, you know, saying, you know, I'm stuck overseas. Please send me some money, that kind of thing. They changed the email a little bit, but it was all his contact. Mm. And what had happened was all those people, it said, do not phone me. I'm fine. But all those people had contacted him and they figured out that it was a scam. So in a way, having that kind of backup and that kind of, you know, the, the access to this person yeah. is maybe a good thing because people then know where you are. You know, w- wait a minute. He's not stuck in London. Why did I get this? E-? You know, I saw on Facebook that mm. he's down the road at Picabellos with his kids in four ways, whatever the story is, you know, that kind of thing. So. In a way, having that kind of a digital footprint is maybe a good thing because, yes, we can be tracked in a maybe negative kind of scary way, but then you can also be tracked in a good way. You know, there's there's access to you and, and, and it it's, could be like a safety in numbers kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> from, know? from my side, there, there were times where um, my previous vehicle um, ten, tended to, like, die on me mm-hmm. on occasions. So... What happened was my battery went flat outside a very, like, dodgy location, hijack hotspot. There was a sign in front of me. What I do, grab my phone, Google Maps, send my location to my wife. She came, like, not even half an hour later, grabbed me, tow truck, safety, everything done. Yeah, you see, it's, it can be a positive thing. Just we have um, in-studio chat, it's the, we have a question. What does Google know exactly? What does... Google know exactly about me and could it always use my porn site visits against me? <laughs> Is that mm. from Daryl? Well. Nobody should use your porn site visits against you ever. <laughs> Anyone want to answer that? <laughs> Look, I think also from an, uh, sort of an HR a job, you know, um, you know, if you're looking for a job, those kind of things, PRs and HRs love to look up people on Facebook and see what your profile's like, see what you're putting out there, complaints you've had on Hello Peter or anything you've done, any too much partying on Facebook. They're obviously going to assume, which I think is also a bit ridiculous, that you um, are maybe not a responsible individual because you're getting drunk every Saturday night. Look, they might not understand that your job is the reason you're getting drunk every Saturday night. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't think that's necessarily always a great reason, a great um, reason to be stalking people online to get their background and that kind of thing for jobs specifically. Mm-hmm. Will anything? No comment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so from my side, well, is a digital footprint dangerous in any way? I think, yeah, it's, there's a lot of noise around this digital footprint story. Again, big step back. It's, let's not confuse digital footprints, footprints with hacking. Mm. Cause that's the bad stuff. Yes. Mm. Um, and yeah, so digital footprints, I don't believe are dangerous, but people stealing your digital information and using it against you, um, th- th- that is bad. Yeah. Yeah. So hacking exactly comp- – so can you explain the difference between a digital footprint and hacking? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's an easy question. <laughs> the, the easy answer is mm. uh, d- digital um, footprints, are, it's generally flowing uh, from your device. Um, it is information that you are – uh, sharing um, w- with the your digital environment, mm-hmm. whereas hacking is an intrusion into your privacy. It is a third party uh, against your will, generally without you knowing, 
Is, and there's usually malicious intent, is there? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're the, the the driver, the actor behind uh, the active uh, behind the the hacking process is, is is not a business looking to service you better. Mm. Um, it's it is as you say a, a, a very evil human with malicious intent. So do you think it's lack of um, sort of knowledge and knowing the difference between hacking and digital footprint that maybe makes people so feel so violated and feel so, you know. Like that, that I mean that that's pretty much how you feel. You've put that out there. Your information then pops up on a completely different site that you've, but you know, you feel violated. You feel like I can't trust the internet. It's following me. You know, <laughs> like, do you think maybe we're blowing it out of proportion, or do you think it's a lack of knowledge? How do you feel? Yeah, I think uh, the the psychologist would have had better insights. Yeah, but what I will say is that uh, it's it's only going to these engines that that, that run this intelligence mm-hmm. um, about you uh, and and enable businesses to service you better and understand you better is only increasing mm. um it, it, what we see right now i would i would hazard a guess is tip of the iceberg stuff mm. um com- compared to um where where these algorithms and and uh and and very targeted engagement with consumers is is heading mm. Yeah, um, having chatted to Liesl, she just, she basically said anyone that's gonna freak out about that, like really have a meltdown about it has obviously got some, some underlying issues somewhere else and trust issues anyway. So I mm. think, you know, it's, it's a normal reaction to think Big Brother's watching you, but to have a meltdown about it is maybe a bit extreme. Yeah. <laughs> and I think just to add to that, there's so much noise out there. There's so much data noise out there mm. at the moment. Um, it, it's, it's ridiculous. So how people are, how businesses are going to be incentivized to track every single little thing you're doing. Um, if, if you don't have evil intentions, if you are a fundamentally decent person, um, I, I don't believe that there's, that, 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 that people are actually interested in, in tracking us to the mm. level that we, that we think they would be. So you, so basically it's about being comfortable with what you share. If you're putting it out there, then you should be happy that some stranger is going to know that about you, you know? Simple. Yeah. yeah. Um, throwing your phone around in pick and pay going, hey, hey, look at this. Look at this and take a photo with me. Oh, my Instagram. gosh. Um, we have Andy has just sent something through to the studio. My biggest fear is that a drone could be sent to my house by Google. Okay, Andy. Oh, because of geolocation. Yeah, that, that's something to watch for as well. I mean, drones are becoming very popular, especially with e-commerce websites. They're yeah, is it delivering not going to drop off something that you want anyway? Yeah. Andy, but haven't you ordered it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, the fear is there mm. as well. I mm. mean, I, I'm fully, like, pro locking down your social media profile mm. and keeping things off the internet. Well, tell us that story about the person you knew for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so basically what happened was a group of friends, um, we all knew this one girl online. Uh, we used to play games with her, that sort of thing. Like, it, it never In went a good before. way, guys. Yeah, In a good way. Never went further than that. But what actually happened was we... One of our friends went onto the internet, did a little bit of snooping, and found that this person actually cloned someone else's Facebook page, mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile, Twitter, everything, photos, videos, whatever. As soon as she was challenged, she would like lip sync to video that this other woman did just to prove to everyone that she was real. So she went to quite a few extremes to prove that she actually existed. Yeah, for about four years, I she had everyone duped. I think that's I think that's a big problem for most people is they're pretty scared that somebody's going to use their information and do something with it. Yeah, yeah. and it's real; it's happening. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Should we take a break? <laughs> Sorry.
Welcome back to Talking Tech. That was Iggy Azalea and Jennifer Hudson with Trouble. Yeah, and if you guys want to get hold of us, Twitter at cliffcentral.com, Facebook Cliff Central, and WeChat ID is Cliff Central. Hi. Okay, so <laughs> hmm. let's chat about the Protection of Personal Information Act. Poppy. Yes, and Not the just digital footprint. No. Um, let's see. So, Will, tell us about Poppy. Right. Um, so, Poppy, the, the 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 official way of saying it is a is a very well honed is, is the outcome of actually a. a, a it's been 10 years in the making and mm. it's based on uh, European Union legislation for protecting personal information. Mm. Um, unlike a lot of uh, the acts that, that, that we're subject to by our incumbent government, um, th- this is uh, very well thought out and designed to protect us as, as consumers. Um, we are uh, <coughs> effectively, it, it uh, prevents blackmail, it tightens security um, of uh, responsible parties who hold your data um, and it uh, protects you against spamming. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can I can keep on keep going. going. Yeah, keep going. Tell us, yeah, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> well, the act was signed into law in November um, 2013. Um, it was effectively uh, it started on the 11th of April 2014, and there's a, a year's period for everybody to to come into line. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just uh, under a month from now, um, the it's it's going to start. Uh, it's the yeah, the 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 regulator is going to start enforcing uh, poppy mm. and um, if you're found guilty of of any sort of violation what happens there good question so i think to to all you uh, potential hackers out there it's uh, mm. either 10 years in uh, in 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 prison uh, yeah 10 years imprisonment or up to 10 million rand fine God, wow a little bit of pocket money really isn't it <laughs> yeah so how does poppy how will poppy affect digital footprints do you mm. think uh, I think um uh, Poppy's specifically about uh the about security that relates to humans mm. not so much about information that is uh that, that is stored uh, relating to devices so um an example of that is obviously Google sees that your computer has searched for Jumping Castle, so it'll mm-hmm. serve you Jumping Castle Act. Mm. Yeah. Google isn't able to jump uh, through your computer to you to find out that uh, you clear Mathis ID number 13 digits. <laughs> 25, <laughs> um, remember 25. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, the, where I, I assume things are going to go is that uh, if, if your data that you pushing out there can via your via your social media accounts and and through your devices can start being linked to your your unique identifier the thing that is different from all other um people in south africa which is your id number mm. um yeah then th- th- that's when the the volume is going to start turning up and that's where the relevance of digital footprint is going to start coming in, in, into play um again you you are very much protected unless you are opting in to have this happening mm. uh, from from uh, from people collecting this data on you. Mm. So Poppy the the other thing is though it's it's here to protect the consumer isn't it? I mean companies I mean I think about it like companies should be safe with your data anyway because I think the embarrassment of leaking something mm. or the embarrassment of somebody hacking in and getting hold of, of information and then having to follow that up in the media and the possible implications of you know that your your data is not safe with this you would lose millions and millions of rands not dollars all those kind of things I mean there's million, there's hundreds of stories out there where information has been leaked mm. and you know 
it's it's more the the um, backlash of what's happened that has been quite you know it's irreparable damage really for a company. If you're supposed to be keeping somebody's information safe and it gets out there, then I mean that's that's hectic really. It's quite hectic to deal with. So I think Poppy is just more, um, you know, to to regulate the industry itself rather than the industry self-regulating as it should have been anyway. Mm. I mean, interestingly enough, somebody was talking this morning about um, Discovery Health actually having more information on each of us um, because we freely share that information than Home Affairs ever would because they know your address. They know where you're driving because of the insurance. They know the health visits you're Mm. doing and how many times you're going to the gym. So that kind of information, if that was out there or any sort of person that's untoward would get hold of that information, you would be... You know, mm. they'd find you kind of a thing. You know, <laughs> that would be stuff you wouldn't want to share. So, puppy and a digital footprint, how are they going to be put together? Like, how do you think that's going to work? Yeah. I mean, as I said up front, uh, I, I don't see a, a big link now, mm. but it's quite interesting how uh, the, the, the courts generally handle this. And I'm, I'm not a legal expert, uh, but generally the, uh, they, 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 they put out a, um, a document and then how that document is enforced is based on legal precedence. Right. So they're going to probably be a few cases and, a, and, a, and, and engagements uh, by the courts, which will define how Poppy is going to go forward and, mm. and how it will interact with this phenomenon known as a digital footprint. Okay. So if, Sorry, Darren. You want no, no. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, if you if you had any warnings for people out there, uh, you know, taking care of their information, that kind of thing, what would you suggest for people to do? Uh, read T and T's and C's. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't have the time for it. But uh, that that is the the, the logical defence. Uh, I would say, yeah, just don't be an idiot. Don't don't put information that's that uh, is private um, in a in a public domain and specifically information that can be used against you. Uh, your unique unique identifiers is your email address, um, followed by your your cell phone number and your strongest is obviously your ID number. So if, if you can avoid that um, that uh, sort of magnet floating around, um, that's generally how people connect uh, data to you. Okay. So yeah. And how do you personally feel about a digital footprint? What is your... In- incredibly relaxed. Really? If Google wants to serve me better, <laughs> they're prepared so to roll up their sleeves. Exactly. That's, exactly. Where, that's where I'm the opposite. Like, when it comes to those T's and C's, I'm the guy who reads through it. I want <laughs> to know what Facebook wants with my information, what they're going to do with it, what Twitter's doing, what LinkedIn's doing. Like, you need to, like, get a basis of what you're signing yourself up for. Mm. Just um, somebody's... Uh, sent us a message on WeChat saying, I have actually acquired a weird skill on digital footprints. I don't even need to ask girls for their numbers anymore. Lol. I just need, <laughs> I just need their first name. That's all. I will get the rest on the internet in like 30 minutes. Mashilo. So, um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's a skill, but okay. Um, sure. No, I'm, I mean, I get where he's coming from. It is, it is like that. And sometimes you've met someone and haven't gotten the right details from them and you do have to kind of look them up on Facebook and see if you can get hold of them. This, I don't think, um, qualifies, Mashilo. I think you need to just have, just double check that, <laughs> that you're not putting too much, Im- that you're not getting too much information. Yeah. Yeah. You have like checks running after you. How do you get my number? Why are you stalking me? Promise you they won't feel creeped out. (laughs) No, they will. will. So, Darren, if you're the one reading all the, Daryl, if you're reading all the um, T's and C's, like, what do you find? 
there's there's like a lot of information like yeah. uh how companies are able to use your photos and status updates and whatever for marketing purposes. Seriously. So it's all there. I mean, you need to run through those T's and C's. They're mm-hmm. very, very important. I, I mean, I know we're all busy and, and we don't mm-hmm. want to run through it, mm-hmm. but it's always best to do it because the fact of the matter is if you don't agree to those T's and C's, you cannot join that service. Mm-hmm. If you hit disagree, you get kicked out mm-hmm. to the home homepage and nothing. Yeah. So you're, you're technically forced to agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Any tips? Anything like that regarding digital footprints? Well, from my side, um, there's obviously your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, which I keep going back to. Mm. But the thing is, if you don't want to leave a digital footprint, if you don't want people to look up what you're doing, clean up your profile. Yeah. Remove your mm. personal number. Remove your address. Exactly. Remove like work info. I mean, if you have to have your work info, be be vague. I mean, if you want to put down that you work for Samsung, don't just put there. Well, put there Samsung. Don't yeah. list your location like yeah. Johannesburg and all of yeah. that. Another thing to do is lock down your privacy settings. Yeah. So with social media websites give you a lot of control nowadays yeah. over your privacy settings and it's at a click of the button on what you can share with people. Yeah. I mean, I could post now saying I'm on Cliff Central, but I could just post that to myself. I could post it to my friends. Mm. I could post it to everyone, my mm. friends' friends. Um, we just really need to be careful with, with stuff like that. Yeah. Additionally, um, being careful with who you connect with online is another thing. Mm. I mean, if someone sends you a random friend request and you see that you might have mutual friends with them, you, you tend to click accept. Mm-hmm. But whereas in, I'm the type of person where if I get a random friend request, I click decline because I don't want people looking at my personal information. Yeah, I don't want... I don't want them to see that I bought a new device. I don't mm. want them to see where my daughter goes to school, mm. where my wife works, that sort of thing. Yeah. Just pushing that we're, we're so determined to push out our information mm. and share it with everyone, but no one sees the darker side of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to take a break now and then we are going to discuss a few tips in the last segment of the show. Thank you. Okay, kids, we're back, and Daryl's going to give us a few tips on um, keeping your profile safe. Yeah, something I seem very, very passionate about. <laughs> and I think I maybe have to go and um, relook at my Facebook settings a little bit. <laughs> yes. I think we all do. <laughs> so moving back to the tips, uh, mm. another thing to avoid marketers, stalkers, and whatever is delete old posts or entries. I mean, if you're looking at your Facebook profile, your, your profile dates back to when you joined. Mm. So, I mean, mine goes back to about 2000 odd. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's so much information there about me on who I'm friends with, what I've done, where I've traveled to, yeah. that sort of thing. So to actually sift through your profile and delete that sort of information is better. Mm. And then moving on from that, avoid location-based services. Right, like, like, you, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it gives your position away. It, it, it tells people where you are. And, I mean, if, if you want to message me over Facebook, I can be like, okay, cool, where's Claire? Click mm. on her message. Oh, she's sitting there. Why don't I just meet her there? Mm. You're going to find that 
awkward yeah. and strange. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah, how's it's your It's not breakfast? an acceptable way of meeting up, really, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Another way to protect your profiles is to create strong passwords. So, I mean, if I have a dog named Jesse, the last thing I'm going to do is, like, put my password down as Jesse or even your kid's name or... <coughs> You're like <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna reflect on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So passwords are. It's better to do something completely different. Mm. So I mean, if your email address is John Smith one nine eight four, I have your first name, mm-hmm. your last name, your and date of birth. birth. Mm. All I need now is your password. So I'll run through your profile and see whether there's anything that might give it away. Mm. Mm. So it, it's get getting rid of that sort of thing and implementing. Stronger passwords. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a word that you remember. I mean, you could always jot down like a phrase that you really enjoy with maybe yeah. a telephone number that you remember. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to go into my passwords and how I do them, but they're, my, my profiles are pretty locked So we down. need to be clever about them is what you're saying. Like try and, and make it something that nobody would really know and yeah. be clever about it. Mm. Yeah. And then to end things off, be careful when posting photos online. Mm. You're literally letting every single person out there know what you have, who you with, where you are, mm. that sort of thing. I mean, yes, we're in a world where it's socially acceptable to share stuff on social media, but like share your stuff, just don't go out there and like Tell people the exact nitty gritty details of things, especially if you've um, included sort of strangers on your Facebook profile. Yeah, and I think one of the things is um, posting about friends of friends and those. I get a lot of friend requests from, well, a lot, <laughs> a few, from friends of friends and those kind of people. Have people have met once or twice, and you know, I'm I'm happy to, but now after this conversation, I'm I'm a bit paranoid about letting people know too much about me yeah. especially where I am and f- if if public can see it or friends of friends can see it you do know that there's a way around it you don't mm. have to necessarily give everybody your information I don't even think people want to know everything about mm. you either so I mean think about it this Duncan way not. <laughs> <laughs> think about it this way you've just bought a nice flat screen TV like worth 15 20,000 rand oh. you post it on Facebook and about two hours later, you're like, hey, Geotag, I'm at Panerotti's Pizza down the road with friends. you opening yourself up for a total... As soon as someone sees that, they're like, hey, Mr. Over here, <laughs> just bought a new TV, is not home. Mm. So, you know... Let's get in there. It's mm. all there. Mm. Mm. No, definitely. But now I wanted to just, on the the final note, really, um, about Google, um, last year they... Well, what happened? This this gentleman he felt that um, older gentleman he felt that every time you googled him, a negative story would come up about yeah. him, and he'd kind of had enough. So he started researching about getting your digital footprint deleted. What had happened was he'd lost his house 16 years ago, and that was the one story that kept coming up for him. He'd obviously fixed his life by then, sorted himself out, and now. You know, it's it's a reminder that it's something he doesn't really want to be reminded yeah. about. So what happened was um, in May last year, the European Court of Justice ruled that inv- individuals have the right um, to of their links of information about them deleted from searches in certain certain circumstances. So what they got, what they've done is, so if anyone out there wants to have a digital footprint removed, you know, you can um, contact Google. 
but there's a huge process about whether they think it's a viable option to have it deleted or not, whether they think it's necessary. And I think, you know, a lot of people make mistakes and a lot of people change and a lot of people grow up and mature and you go through bad phases and you do stupid things. And yeah. I think that's all about, and like I was saying earlier about PRs and HRs trying to find information on you, like you, you do daft things and, and sometimes you'll have a rant about something when actually you just had a bad day, you know, and it's, it's just something that sounded really extreme and it didn't have to be there. Yeah. So you can have your digital footprint removed if you want. Not completely, but certain things you can apply for to have um, removed. Nice. So that's good to know. Yeah. Um, it was the case was originally launched in Spain, and he, this man, just objected to any articles of himself um, emerging on Google. So Google says the outcome is disappointing that they have to. You know, they were obviously told that they have have to remove things. Yeah. But it's kind of, it kind of keeps us safe, which is great. So, um, yeah, I think that's us for now. We're going to say, we just have to say hi to Liron, who's in Deutschland. Yeah, and I hope he's hey having Liron. fun. And I hope he's freezing his nipples off. And I hope <laughs> it's nice and cold. And um, we've, we've got a lovely sunny day outside. So we just need to say hey. And thanks for joining us today. And, yeah, everything's cool. Cool. So, Claire, how do we get hold of you? Me, I'm on Claire Petra. That's my Twitter handle. If you want to get hold of me, C-L-A-R-E-P-E-T-R-A. Cool. From my side, you can either check out at IT News Africa or you can jump onto my personal <laughs> profile on Twitter. I've seen that. I've been going on. Are we allowed how. to? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's at Daryl Lennington. So it's D-A-R-R-Y-L and then L-I-N-I-N-G-T-O-N. Excellent. Thank you, Daryl. Fantastic.